What's up, Thumpers? Welcome back to another episode of Hyper Heroes here on Hyper Rabbit Power Go! I'm sure I blew something out. <laughs> it's fine, though. Uh, just Hector and I, because Augustine That's is it. on his honeymoon. So you can't be mad. Can't be mad. He got married. That's where he should be. That's where he needs. Don't is. be upset. Don't be pissed. <laughs> but uh, right. super, super good to be back. We've yeah. been gone for two weeks. Uh, the last time that we did it, a little video just explained that we're going to be gone. You were in here because you were at New York Comic Con. That was cool. Bro, you Bro. met... You met the birds of prey. I did. I did, in fact, that's meet so the birds sick. of prey. Yeah, And it went and well because they recognized you, dude. That's true. It made me feel really good that I had no idea at the time. Yeah. We reacted to a birds of, pay, birds of prey trailer, yeah. the newer one, uh, birds of prey. And I had no idea at the time, but apparently we were like in the minority of people who enjoyed the trailer. I didn't know that either until you told but me. But you know what? <laughs> we, were, okay. we were justified yeah. because... Uh, <laughs> because turns out that uh, I think one of the producers of the movie... Uh, in an effort to, um, I I guess, like, look for people online talking about the movie mm-hmm. or whatever, found our video. And I was also mortified because I'm like, it was just Adam and I. What did we say? And what did we say? And I'm like, we didn't have any women on there. Yeah. And, but at the beginning of the episode, you talked about how Emily couldn't be here for yeah. scheduling stuff. And I made a joke about it. So I went, okay, cool. At least we're aware that we were two dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Two dudes with beards, facial hair, black hair, glasses, talking about birds. Of bir- like, that was the joke. But uh, uh, to sum up, it, it, it felt wonderful to find out that the cast, namely uh, Journey Smollett-Bell and Harley Quinn herself, Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. both saw our video and like liked it. And then when I had a chance to talk to them, um, uh, Journey w- was the one to recognize me, and she was like stoked on it. She's like, you're that guy. And then Margot Robbie was the one to say, your guys' response made it all worth it. And I was just like, come on, like, come on, get out of here. So, so, <laughs> so I, I cool, was, of course, was so freaked out that after that great interview and after talking to them uh, for a while, went back to my hotel room and just watched the, our video again. Yeah. Like, what did we say? And, and everything that we talked about, I feel like it just made me, it made me feel as though we were, we had to have been right on something, man, yeah. about the idea of like, this is a backdoor pilot to these other characters. Mm-hmm. This is the continuation of Harley Quinn's story, but also like expanding the world and getting to meet more female characters yeah. of the DC universe, of which there are so many that are fantastic. Yeah. And it made me feel even way better because I didn't realize it at the time, but a lot of our comments are garbage. So from like just <sighs> yeah. te- like terrible opinions and just really awful, awful stuff. So it made me feel great to go, no, I think Adam and I were right about something. <laughs> like, I think we're we were we were excited, and I think we're excited for the right reasons. And yeah. the movie looks good, and um, you know, it just looks well, like I mean, it looks yeah. like a fun, exciting, yeah, man. Movie. Every, everybody that I talk to feels the same way, and and I, I'm not trying to say a general blanket statement, but I yeah. have talked to a lot of women in my life, a lot of women that are close to me, and a lot of colleagues and friends and stuff, and I have heard from a lot of those women like. I'm not typically interested in this kind of thing. Yeah. Not typically a DC fan. I don't sort of seek out those movies from what I've seen thus far, but this I want to go see. Mm-hmm. This made me excited. I yeah. had a, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll say to me, I have a younger sister or I have a younger cousin or have a whatever that was so excited about this trailer. They texted me. Oh, Birds of Prey looks dope. Like that f- level of cool, cool, cool. Let's reach out to some more yeah. people that typically wouldn't see this type of movie or yeah. wouldn't think that they'd be into this type of movie. And that's what I think the movie's setting out to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about that. And you have Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya. Dude. So sign me up. She's I mean, the come best. On. <laughs> She's so great. <laughs> that's so She's cool, so great. Man. Did I tell you that you made a joke? 
when I really quickly talked to her, and it's on the DC video if you go to uh, to DC's uh, YouTube because they put out the the interview with the cast, mm -hmm. and she talks about her character, and she's like, you know, she's like with a great New York accent. I can't really do it. It's just so great to see like an like a character like try to you know like get through what she's getting through, and you know do the right thing. No pun intended. Like she makes a joke about <laughs> the classic movie she was in, and then she goes, <laughs> no amazing. pun intended. And I'm like, you're the best. <laughs> That's amazing. She's a, she's in, she's incredible. Uh, yeah. Any other highlights from NYCC? I know you. Um, a tour of uh, Little Avengers tour. That was really fun. Zach Did it with Zach? That was yeah. really fun. Does that video is that video up somewhere? It's Does not, it exist? It's on our Twitch channel, but we're okay. gonna do a little cut down for YouTube. Okay, wonderful. It was super, super fun. That was a highlight, honestly. Yeah. Even though by the end of it, Zach and I and Malika, we were wiped out. We're yeah. like, now we gotta go get on, a, get on a plane. We're tired, but just yeah. walking around New York was great. The Birds of Prey highlight was fantastic. Um, hosted a panel that was fun. It was a really sort of brief. I wasn't there for like all the days, mm -hmm. but it was um, it was a great trip. Yeah, a great con. That's yeah, awesome. I'd never been, so I highly recommend if you if you have the means to be able to go to New York Comic Con yeah. next year, go. It's great. We have a lot of people who've asked us whether or not we're going to go, and I I almost went, but because yeah. of scheduling and other stuff that we had happening here at the studio, yeah, I couldn't go, which was sad because I got a pass and all that sort of stuff, so I couldn't go. Mm -hmm. But I would love I would love to try to get all three of us to go next year. Yeah, it seems like it's really fun and it's different. I think most comic conventions are pretty different from san diego yes and i would love to start going to more of them and seeing kind of what they're all about mm -hmm. and uh because we had the wedding we missed la comic-con didn't really hear too much about anything you know mm -hmm. sort of like big coming out of it like yeah. any big announcements news or breaking, anything breaking breaking news. Yeah, yeah exactly um but i had a great time at the wedding so i have no complaints that i missed that convention oh yeah we had a great great time <laughs> as, as, as augustine called it chunkla burning yeah plenty of chunkla burning it was Man, so that fun fast dance was fast dude i literally had to go sit down i kept up but afterwards i was done oh my god <laughs> then i went and we had some of that corn mm. Mm. That corn, that was, that so was good. good. Man, that was good corn. A little chilly. Gotta do more Palm Springs uh, adventures. It was yeah, fun. it was, it was really cool. It was a good time. Good time. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for joining us. We're gonna talk about a few things, but before we get into that, make sure you guys jump over to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/hyperrpg. This guy and I, we just recorded two episodes of the Titans podcast. Boom. Uh, we did. Uh, what was it? Uh, episode Connor six. And Connor Bruce Huayne. Episode seven. Which uh, you should go find out what we thought of those two episodes. Mm -hmm. One very interesting. One very kooky and wacky. And <laughs> really weird. But we're all that caught, being said, we're caught up. We're caught yeah, up. We're now officially caught up. Next week, we're gonna do we're gonna do quite a few things. Next week, next week we're gonna do an episode. We'll do a comment or um, another podcast episode on next week's Titans, mm -hmm. and we're gonna do a double feature. Scott Pilgrim versus the World is the other is one yes, of them, and the other one is TBD. 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 Okay, it, but there are is, some amazing choices. Are, in there. Has voting begun? Uh, it will begin tomorrow tomorrow so what? as you're watching it yes it's now happening L voting is live what yeah voting is vote? live what are the movies what are the movies what are the options oh man i forgot some of i forgot some of them but i know some include like the shining Ooh. uh what are, what are some other ones that you threw in there you threw in some good ones oh my god we have to go we have to reference the source we got to go back to the source let's see here what else? but i know what the shining is I definitely say? one of them um oh, but you had dude. some good ones on there uh i put venom venom zombie land zombie land black dynamite uh huh. The Shining. Those the are Shining. my four pick because right. those, those have like various anniversaries. Whatever. Yes, yes. Did we pick some of the? Uh, are those the rest of them? Did you put all of them uh, in there? What do we got? Not all of them. Okay. Um, oh, Nightmare Before Christmas for sure. Ooh. Um, I think I really. I don't think I'm gonna. I ended up 
passing on Halloween, mostly because, mm. yes, I would love to do it because it is Halloween. Yes. But I kind of want to wait till next year because next, Halloween that, comes yep. out again. Yep, so, yep, yep, yep. So, but there's going to mm-hmm. be some fun choices on this. You definitely go check it out. We want to uh, make Ooh. Spooktober very, very fun. And, but yeah. Double features. I would so love to. be a long night next week. I can't wait to do a commentary on both of those movies. I know. It's going to be yeah. a good time, good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's jump into it. So, while we were gone, a lot of stuff happened. I would say a lot of stuff, but not a variety. Like, the things yeah. that happened Pertain to mostly like, like specific projects a, or a things. A bunch of Batman news. Yes. A bunch of the Batman <laughs> exactly. news. Exactly. And a bunch of uh, Kevin Feige news. Yeah, like big Kevin Feige <laughs> news, a lot of Batman news. Then other stuff yeah. kind of like sprinkled throughout. Yeah. And, you know, we don't really, I don't necessarily like going and doing very like minor things. Right. You know, like an image or came rumors. out of a new character, like a rumor. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah, really yeah, yeah. into that. But let's talk about this Batman thing. A lot of exciting stuff in here. So they did, they cast. Two new characters or two new actors to play uh, pre-existing roles from previous films and the comics. And then we got the composer officially announced, mm. which composer shouldn't have surprised me because uh, he's worked with that is uh, true. Matt Reeves previously. But you know what? It is a little bit surprising because, because of it's because of the source is. material, because of who it is. Yeah. yeah. Who exactly. is it? Who's the composer? Michael Giacchino. Oscar winner Michael Giacchino will be scoring The Batman. He's My favorite. He's previously worked with Matt Reeves on the Apes movies, and yep. he also did the the one single track of Cloverfield That's called true. Roar, and which is actually great. really awesome. It's a great track. It's a great it's a really, throwback really and track, homage yeah. to the classic Godzilla scores. And it everything. is. Michael Giacchino is my favorite composer working today. Yeah. I'm sure that he's going to do an amazing job, but it, it, it almost feels like, hear me out on this for a sure. second. Hear me out. The Batman right now has this interesting mix of like indie film sensibility, very like Christopher Nolan with mm-hmm. Batman Begins, mm-hmm. mixed with very mainstream, big budget, straightforward superhero movie choices. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like with the casting and now with the composer. The composer has been in the past Tim Burton, who is like a precursor to the Michael Giacchino school of composing. I think he's... is about Hans Zimmer? No, no, no. I'm, I'm going all the way back to Tim Burton. Oh, I'm Danny about, Elfman? Uh, yeah, yeah. Did I say Tim Burton? Yeah. I meant to say Danny Elfman. <laughs> Going back to the Danny Elfman bombastic Hollywood movie score, and yet somehow the Danny Elfman choice still feels kind of like independent and quirky. It does, yeah. You cut to Hans Zimmer and his team doing the Dark Knight trilogy, and it feels big and bombastic, but still outside of like, it's not John Williams Mm -hmm. scoring it. It's not, you know... um, uh, um, well, actually, I think James Newton Howard was also on Batman. He was. Like, he, like there was a collaborative was, yeah, type of thing. But, but it's not like Alan Silvestri or correct, something like that. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Hans Zimmer has always had to me this the very, like, a, like uh, not indie movie, but just very, like, serious and mm. Oscar-winning and grounded and blah, 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 blah. Then you get to Michael Giacchino, who is my favorite composer. Like I said, he, to me, is like Mr. Hollywood. He's the franchise king. He mm-hmm. has got Spider-Man, Star Doctor Trek, Strange. Planet of the Apes, Doctor yeah. Strange, Pixar, like wrapped around his finger, yeah. Pixar. He's got, um, uh, you know, Speed bunch Racer, television. bunch of television, yeah. Lost. He also has, um, oh God, what's a, what's a really big one? Like Jurassic World. Yeah. So he really World. is picking up, I think, the, the sort of torch that John Williams. He did Rogue One. Exactly. He's in Star Wars, even if it's Rogue One, that's still Star Wars. Yeah. Like he's done every one of the major franchises. So for me, that feels like it's a no-brainer, and mm-hmm. he has worked with Matt Reese before. But it, it, but with with what I know about his sound, I feel like it's going to be. Now each one of his projects does sound different. His John Carter score is a throwback to Lawrence of Arabia. His Coco score is amazing, and we're gonna go see it live soon. But each one of his projects mm-hmm. does sound different. But there's still this Michael Giacchino, you know, nest I, I, to I, it. The, the nest to it, <laughs> yeah. which is like it makes me think of like The Incredibles. 
It makes me think of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like this very like like big. It's modern. You know, for me, it kind of feels like a modern John John Williams. Absolutely, it's modern, old school. Yeah, it's that classic Hollywood of like Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. and 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 those Violins, kinds of movies. Trumpets. Yes, you know, you know lots absolutely. Of brass, yeah. So like, so this feels like maybe his Batman and maybe the movie itself might be a little bit more mainstream. A little bit more like an MCU movie, for example, mm-hmm. or like a, a a I don't know, like a Danny Elfman Spider Man, or like sure. a, uh, maybe more like Danny Elfman Batman than it will be like Christopher Zimmer. Nolan. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's just no. that's all it's making me think. Is like, yeah, man, yeah. that's very like big and bombastic and mainstream. No, I, I totally yeah. understand what you're saying because I thought the I thought the same thing. The second that I read that he was going to do the score for this movie, I thought, oh, maybe they're going to go more the Danny Elfman route where mm-hmm. it's like. A theme, Batman's a gonna theme, have a theme, theme, right? And it'll be a theme, correct? Because Hans Zimmer, when he did Batman versus Superman, yeah, Batman had a theme. Bum 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 bum. Great, that's great. But theme. I feel like that was like a part of yes. a theme, yeah. And the rest was like sort of his. And then yeah, and in the Dark Knight trilogy, certain yeah. characters had certain. I love his Catwoman motif. Yeah, yeah. That little. Ding. Ding. That whole fun thing, Ding. yeah, that's really yeah. fun. But it it it, it, do, it definitely feels like like his projects are less concerned with that kind of yeah. thematic yeah. thing. Yeah, identifying and more, a character with music. I'll say this: like, if they if there was another composer attached to this, a more up and coming or mm-hmm. indie composer attached to the Batman, I would not have been surprised if the news came out and was like, "Oh, they're really trying to reinvent the sound." Sure. I don't think Chikino is going to reinvent anything. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like Chikino is going to come in and be like, "Cool, got it. This is like." mainstream sort of mm-hmm. superhero movie this is the theme you know this may be a little bit darker than what i'm used to but just compare his spider-man and dr strange right they're similar but different yes they're similar but dr strange is he go he taps into the 60s psychedelia yeah and for his spider-man score he taps into like a youthful yeah you know, which also i would say those three scores in particular yeah. uh dr strange rogue one and spider-man yeah because they were made so close together they similar there's to me they're the most similar of anything sure. that he's done sure but when i think of something like uh, you can't really say jurassic world because it's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of john, john williams, williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but like i love the themes that he created for star trek hell and yeah. i know a lot of it borrows ba- elements and cues but like a lot of the stuff that he made for that, man, it's original. really good. It's great. So I would I, I would not be opposed mm-hmm. to him leaning into bum, things bum, that bum, maybe bum, we've bum, heard bum, before. Bum, a little right. bit of Danny Elfman, Possibly. but also maybe like a little little bit of like the animated series and yeah. kind of like going full on Jakino with it. I can't wait, man. Oh, also, they cast uh, the Riddler and Catwoman. That's right. Cool, 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 cool. Those are great actors. But Michael Jakino, no. A 45-minute conversation about the score. I know. we got to move on. I'm stoked about Zoe Kravitz. I'm stoked about Paul Dano. Like, stoked about them both. I think great casting choices. And we talked about this a little bit, but it's so refreshing to finally see a Batman movie. And I think there were some people who were kind of like meh about Robert Pattinson. Sure. But I would say mostly people were like, Oh, interesting choice. Interesting yeah, choice. Yeah. And I, and I love the fact that a lot of people were coming to us and saying like, what should I see of his? And I'm like, go, go watch Good Time. Go watch. Yep. He's got five movies streaming on Amazon Prime. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. Um, it's kind of the same thing with Paul Dano. I think people oh, yeah. would look at Paul Dano and they say, oh, the guy from Little Miss Sunshine. I'm like, mm. go watch Prisoners. Go watch, yeah. you know, Swiss Army Man. Go watch so many of these other great movies that he's done. Oh, there yeah. will be blood. You know, he's mm. done so many incredible roles and he's also directed some stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of these actors, you know, that are, that are going to be coming to this project in particular i think matt reeves is being very particular with what he's looking for and as soon as i i would have personally never would have picked 
Paul Dano as mm-hmm. Edward Nashton or mm-hmm. the Riddler, Edward Nigma. But then you you read the headline, yeah. You think about Matt Reeves, the you director. See a picture of him, exactly. You see and the you picture, go, oh, and yeah. you see Robert Pattinson. And you're like, this makes sense to me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, the three of them, excluding Jeffrey Wright, who yeah. is also perfectly mm. cast, is Gordon, yes, the uh, Pattinson, Kravitz, Dano, like triumvirate. They're yeah. kind of younger. They're all they fresh are. faced. Yeah. So this really does feel like it could be a younger, you know, Batman in his twenties, early thirties. Yeah. Which to me is kind yeah. of exciting because I think it leads to an opportunity for by the time this movie gets into the third, yeah. you'll still have a pretty youthful Batman. Oh, for sure. You know, when you for got sure. to Christian Bale, he was, th- he was third, which I think actually Robert Pattinson is <sighs> yeah. older than Christian Bale was when he did Batman Begins. But yeah. he's, he, he looks, just looks, he looks younger. He has a baby face. He has a little bit of a baby face. But chip, I think chip. 10 years from now, uh, you could yeah. you could, you could yeah. very easily do a trilogy and 10 I years from now how, be like, oh, yeah. I wonder how physical these are going to be, man. Because yeah. Batman has always been no powers, no powers. Right, right. But, you know, you're talking about like modern superhero movie making and it's like, Tom Holland is very physical, but Robert Downey Jr. stopped putting on the whole suit after Iron Man One. And yeah. it's CG, and it, you know what yeah. I mean. And it's like, and it's he's works. been wearing jammies for it's ten great. years. It's great. Dude still works his ass off, yeah. but it, he's just working his ass off in jammies. Yeah, You're exactly. right. You're right. So I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really curious, and I'm also very curious to see how much will Matt Reeves dip his toe into the more fantasy science fiction elements of Batman. Yeah, I'm curious too. I don't know, man. I, I think that um, we've had a lot of different takes on Batman. Yeah. I think that this cast is making me lean towards they are going to let the actors act. Mm-hmm. There'll be opportunities for them to to really, really, you know, bring their all to the characters yeah. versus um, a lot of Marvel movies versus, like, the Sony Amazing Spider-Man movies versus, like, Amy Adams and Man of Steel movies. Like, I'm talking about Amy Adams and Andrew Garfield talking about their experience right. of, like, they're more focused on other things, not character and acting. And it's like, I'm sure this is still a Batman movie. Don't get me wrong. This is still Warner Brothers making the Batman and still going to sell toys. But with this cast, it's not like, yeah, we got Jonah Hill as a Riddler and we got, uh, or Jonah Hill is the Penguin. And we got, uh, I don't know, John Hamm is Two-Face. Like this kind of like very like, like, oh yeah, of course you did. That sort of actor is going to play that Mm -hmm. sort of character. Um, Kind of like, honestly, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterial almost feels like that safe sort of like, okay, super good looking, good at press guy is going to be the main <laughs> villain and he's going to do press with Tom Holland. Yeah. But he brought craziness to it. Yeah. You know, Michael Keaton brought craziness to the Vulture and Michael B. Jordan brought in, in intensity to Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Um, but this feels more like it's, we're going to let these actors, yeah, like the, like the apes movies, dude. Yeah. All those actors totally. act their ass off totally. in those movies. I, I do hope the one thing that I really do hope, which we haven't, we never got in the Nolan verse, we never got it in, mm-hmm. um, you know, the 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 DCEU, whatever it is now, the DC mm-hmm. Films universe. I really would love the opportunity to see characters like Clayface, Man Bat, Mister Freeze, Poison Ivy, be it. brought back and be done do in it. a way that's different than what we saw before and is very sort of like true to, yeah, like the animated series to me is the yeah. blueprint. For everything, it does it so incredibly well. Yep. Um, and obviously, you know, modern comics, things that they've done and changed with all the characters. But I really would like to see more of that sort of stuff, like yep. a tragic Mister Freeze love story. Whereas, like <sighs> Batman and Robin really tried planting the seeds, and it really didn't go the way uh, that they hoped it would. My beautiful Nora. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of puns from uh, Schwarzenegger. I have to bring you back, Nora. <laughs> Ice to meet you. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, but yeah, I think it's I think it's a great. I, I will Shaping say I think, I think the one thing exciting. that's very interesting to me: why Edward Nashton and not Edward? Nygma? Oh, you did. I'm glad you pointed it out yeah. because everybody else is reporting it as like Catwoman and Riddler, and you were the first one to go. No, no, no. 
Selena Kyle and Edward Nashton. Yeah. Not which they, Matt Reeves was the one who tweeted. They that. did not say Riddler and Catwoman, right. and I'm like, you know what? They might not be Riddler and Catwoman in this. It might be, you know, planting some seeds. Yeah. And letting this one be that Batman detective story and yeah. letting that thing breathe as opposed yeah. to like, all right, everybody. Get everybody get in here. We're doing yeah. a Batman movie. You come on, you're playing Hugo Strange. You're playing Rachel Ghoul. You're playing Clayface. Right. Come on, you're Killer Croc. Which uh. I think even even if they were to do that, because I think Matt Reeves has said that there will be multiple villains in this movie, mm-hmm. I don't think that they're gonna be main characters. Correct. Correct. I think he'll will he will come he will come into contact with some of these characters, but they're not gonna be mains. Mm-hmm. One thing that I would like to see, and if it doesn't happen in this movie and happens in a sequel, that's fine. But it would be great to see Catwoman transition into more of where she kind of is currently in the comics and not necessarily just being an adversary. I don't necessarily mean a love right. interest. Right, right, right. But maybe an equal. on the edge of being an ally of Batman. I like so that. That could be she, fun. She's, you're totally right. These days, she's absolutely considered to be a member of the Bat family. Yeah. You know, people mention Bruce Wayne, Dick Grayson, Barbara Gordon, Selena Kyle, Jason Todd, right. Tim Drake, Damian Wayne, Crisis. Alfred. They're all there. If that set photo is real... Then they even hint toward it in Crisis that Michael Keaton's Batman married Michelle Pfeiffer's yeah. Selena Kyle. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's rad. Very so good. Very good. This movie's shaking up to be great. Jonah yeah. Hill, uh, he passed, so he's not going to be involved in the movie anymore. But mm. we have, we, I, I think if Matt Reeves is serious about having more, a lot of villains, then I think it's only going to be a matter of time before we start to get more and more and more. And I think Penguin is probably going to be a pretty sure bet at this point. Yeah. Considering, you know, Jonah Hill's We're already a rumor for him. You're hearing, so, yeah, the rumors. Yeah, okay. and you Two-Face potentially. We'll see. We'll see. Um, kind of a big shakeup maybe at Marvel. Kevin Feige is now also assuming the role of chief creative officer of Marvel proper. Mm-hmm. Not just Marvel Studios, but Marvel Entertainment, uh, the parent company to Marvel Studios, which is you know, obviously the subsidiary company of Walt Disney Studios. So, which means that he will continue overseeing Marvel Studios as president. Mm. He will also be absorbing Marvel TV, Marvel Family Entertainment, and publishing under Marvel Studios. The one interesting thing that I will say that I guess has kind of been expanded upon since they initially released this, publishing, I wasn't sure exactly what that meant. I didn't know if that meant comic books specifically or if it meant comics and books yeah like any other sort of things yeah but it seems like uh, other trades have reported that no it will in fact be comics he will likely be hands-off and dan buckley will still sort of stay in his role of um the creative elements of the comics and sort of where those go but he will report to kevin feige but the business elements of the comics he will Mm -hmm. still report to chairman uh ike perlmutter so a lot of people were sort of voicing their concerns on whether or not Kevin Feige will come in and movify the comic books. I oh. I think it's pretty safe to say that that won't be the case. Yeah. I can't imagine Kevin Feige sort of wiping out all the current slate of comics and saying, we're no. rebooting them and no. we're doing all the movies. And it's no, like, they're I don't not going to so. do that. I don't think so. And I think that uh, it's unfortunate, but it feels like they're kind of different audiences. They are. You know, like For sure. they're not the same audience, and it would yeah. be rad if they were. Of course, it if would more be. people, if as many people that watched MCU movies yeah. read Marvel comics, of that course. would be great, or comics in general. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't think so. I think uh, also I saw some people online saying like, is this a a, a thing that's going to happen where traditionally the head of Marvel, Ike Perlmutter, who sucks, he really really sucks, yeah. really bad, a uh, big Trump supporter, He's a just big a, pooper, just a sucky pooper, yeah. just a real poop, um, uh, has has caused apparently 
as an outsider, problems within the company where it's he's the one that's yeah. like, no girl villains, yeah. no, you know, those kinds Feige of things. He almost where it's left like, Marvel in 2015 because of because, that. Right. So it's like, is this move happening because Feige is continually going to Disney and going, get rid of that guy? Yeah. Like, I'm proving myself let me, let me over, and over and over and over and over again. Why yeah. is this guy still here? And they're like, yeah. okay, how about this? How about you also run the publishing and, run, you know, whatever, so you don't have to report to him. Right. But you can still kind of report to the right. chairman of Disney or whatever, the mm-hmm. head of Disney, Alan Horn. So and Alan Bergman, yeah. It, it might be a thing. I've heard people online saying, is this happening because Marvel, Disney, whatever, maybe they're trying to push him out? I, and I don't think it's just because of his political sure. like uh, allegiances. Because uh, I don't know if you know this about Hollywood, but there's like a bunch of Trump people like at all levels of uh, of control in Hollywood, like at everywhere, everywhere. So like that doesn't matter to them. They really yeah. only care about money. Yeah. Uh, but it's the way that this guy runs business that sure. has that has been yeah, difficult yeah. or problematic or whatever. Yeah. So maybe that's happening there. I don't know. The thing that makes me exciting is it's it's kind of crappy, but it reminds me of when Disney bought Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. And before that happened, all of the Star Wars books and comics were out there and you could kind of consider them to be canon, but not really. Not really. Not ever fully really. Depends on who you're asking. Depends on who you're asking. But if George Lucas came out and was like, ah, nope, then they would just be, you know, they would be thrown out. But it's because they had never attempted to do episode seven, eight, nine, that they can kind of go crazy. The books were basically episode seven, eight, nine. They were. And they could go as nutty as they went. Mm -hmm. And it was all sort of fine. But what I'm saying is, the point I'm getting to is, now we have the best of both worlds. Where that stuff, that incredible fiction, and a lot of it is so great. A lot of it's not great. But it's true of everything ever in the world. Um, Now, the stuff that, that Disney is putting out with Lucasfilm that is publishing comic books and novels is all considered, the video game, all considered canon, plus you still have the old stuff. Here's what it's making me think of. If Kevin Feige, if this is happening for Kevin Feige, for him to be put in a position of, I'm also in charge of TV, this really might feel like, okay, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Defenders, shows on Netflix, Cloak and Dagger, Runaways, all of these were made, Agent Carter, without Kevin Feige and the people at Marvel Studios because it was made by Marvel Television. So um, in that in that respect, it counted but didn't count, right? And now we're hearing rumors that like they might recast the Inhumans and reintroduce the characters and mm-hmm. pretend that TV show didn't exist. Remember that show, Adam? Mm-hmm. You remember. <laughs> I know. We were there. But <sighs> but it's like, yeah, <laughs> if, if the team at Marvel Studios has these characters and they might even have plans for some of them, but then TV people do them beforehand yeah. and they're not great, are they able to go, ah, crap whoa that's not cool we wanted to do the thing or whatever whatever the however the thing works this makes me feel like if kevin feige's coming in and doing tv it's like from now on it'll all of it count if the rumors are true and i'm hoping this is the case if the ghost rider show got put on hold because they're considering giving ghost rider a movie or disney plus or disney plus series First of all, better be Robbie Reyes. Secondly, it's got to be that same actor, Gabriel, Gabriel Luna. Luna yeah. Like, you guys need some Latinx characters. Don't be stupid. Okay, don't be tonto. For the love of God. Make the right choice. <laughs> so I'm hoping that if it did get paused at Hulu, which is a huge bummer, that it is because, no, 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 we'll, do, we'll just yeah. do it. Which is like, if it's going to okay. Disney Plus, it'll be elevated. Uh, yeah, it's like, all right, cool. Are you are you yeah. are you stopping it so that you can give it a bigger budget? Cool, man. Which I imagine will be the case. I'm because happy with that. I think stuff on Hulu has a much lower. I mean, so there yeah. was a report that came out that said that Marvel Studios is putting approximately twenty five million dollars into each episode. What? That's nutty, of, dude. Like one division and all these shows. A twenty minute to forty minute 
show for like their yeah they'll probably I, I would I would imagine that if it's Disney Plus there will be sixty minute long episodes sixty minute because long I'm episodes. not sure I'm sure they're not going to be like let's make it forty so, so it'll be on AMC in twenty years yeah so um as much as I love things about Agents of Shield as yeah. and as much as I love things about the <clears throat> Netflix shows I say going forward. Marvel Studios, if you look at all your stuff and you and, and something's working and it has a fan base like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or the Netflix shows, bring it in. Bring it in. Absorb. Bring those actors back if you have the potentiality to do that. Bring it back, Matt Murdock. Bring back Luke Cage. Bring back Jessica Jones. But going forward, if you're like, yeah, we want to do Inhumans, okay, we'll just we'll pretend that show never happened. Yeah. Honestly, I won't even be mad. Yeah. I won't even be mad. But um, but don't redo. Like don't don't ignore Agents of Shield for its for its legacy. Well, especially when you had a character like Phil Coulson who Thank was you. in the movies, Thank and you. Sam Jackson was and in the other, show, and other movie and other characters actors, were in yeah. the show. So don't ignore that. Don't ignore Agent Carter, and and you didn't because you used Jarvis in right. the movie. You used him in Endgame, and I would also just say don't ignore the Netflix stuff. And you know what? Don't ignore Runaways and Cloak and Dagger. They're doing what they're doing. There's nothing that's gonna impede. You know, I don't I don't see Marvel Studios going. God, we really wanted to do Cloak and Dagger right. or something like. They did it, and it's. I think it's good. Yeah. And if you guys wanted to like take that over on some level, or use those actors or that cast or whatever, like give them another Disney Plus season three you or movie think, or whatever. You know, I think like, also they do it. I think also what Marvel Studio Studios has to its advantage for shows like Cloak and Dagger, Runaways, even Agents of Shield, if they decided for whatever reason to bring it back. Yeah. They have the snap. They have the five-year oh, yeah. gap. Absolutely. They can use that Absolutely. as a way to sort of like reboot yeah. the show yeah but but like because, do the same because, characters because runaways and, and tie it and, into the greater universe and now. cloak and dagger i think their seasons took place like before the snap exactly as far as i know correct me if i'm wrong i don't think that anything has been post snap no in a tv show unless they, it's agents of shield and they even did interviews with the actors and the actor said uh they didn't really address like everything that we're doing is before this we don't really yeah. know how that event is going to affect our show yeah but i think creatively it's a perfect opportunity that if if he really is if, if marvel studios and kevin feige are really absorbing all that all that material mm -hmm. and all that content they could say great uh next season it's five years later yeah, and man. we're, it, we're it, moving it, you guys up to sum up i'm excited because from a storytelling standpoint like creatively it could mean quality control yes which is not a bad thing yeah. it, what's bad is that Again, the Ghost Rider show got halted, which meant people potentially <clears throat> didn't have that job. Yeah. So, like, a job didn't happen, and that sucks. But, again, look at the Inhuman show. That diluted that brand. And that show happened because ABC wanted to do the show in Hawaii. Like, that's, yeah. that was a TV production that happened. Can you imagine that thing was on Disney Plus and got $25 million an episode? <sighs> I tell you what. It would look... One, it would look better. I tell you what, it would be Vin Diesel as Black Bolt is what it would be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's true. Yes, it would look better, but also it would be, and this is not to knock the TV production schedule that happened before, the TV yeah. productions that happened before, but it would be better written yeah. because they would have that money to be able to take the time, take the time, hire the talent, you know, quality control and and curate the talent. Like it would mm. instead of like, hey, we got to do eight episodes of Inhumans week after week after week okay, after week. Okay, well, we can't afford to do the CG Medusa budget. Ah, shave her head, and you're like, okay, what are you guys doing? Yeah, that's not Inhumans. If you're gonna shave Medusa's head, yeah, that's just a TV shortcut. That's right. And we could see through that. So don't let <laughs> don't keep doing that. Otherwise, so, we're gonna walk out every time. The fuck out uh, of here. It's what we did. That's what Adam and I did. But no joke, that Inhumans is not going to be on Disney Plus. I'm going to watch that whole season, dude. I'm going to watch it.
I'm doing it. I am going to do commit? it. I'm going to commit, man. I think I only got through six episodes and I was like, you did? I only saw so the first. So done. You're so done. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do it all. It's only eight episodes, isn't it? I know. It? <laughs> I, I, I got like 80% of the way and I was like, I can't, I can't. Wow. Yeah. It was, all right. It was I can't rough. wait. I'm it excited. Rough. It was rough. But I think at the end of the day, I'm really excited and I'm, and I'm curious to see now, does this, does this open up the possibilities to bring back Charlie Cox? Yeah, you know all those actors. I hope so, dude. Now the idea of doing a Spider-Man three, where you have where you have She-Hulk and Matt Murdock, it's possible. It's I, possible. I, I hope so. And bef- and you know if if they're look when the Sony Marvel deal happened, their PR engine went into overdrive where yeah. they were like, well, listen, that's the deal, and we did we told the story we wanted to tell, mm-hmm. and then Sony was like, oh, Kevin Feige's too busy, and whatever yeah. bullshit they said, it was all bullshit. But like that was their PR. <laughs> I love how. <laughs> I love how that was a story that, that yeah. Sony came up. And then Kevin it's like, like he's just way too busy. Uh, meanwhile, he's developing a Star Wars movie, and he's the chief creative officer of Marvel now, where he's absorbing all these yeah, brands. Because like, it was bullshit. Oh, Sony, so, you shouldn't uh, have said anything. What, what I'm saying now is like, if there is a a will when it comes to Disney and now Marvel Studios, yeah. there will be a way. If they wanted to creatively, if they really love these <clears> characters the way that I think a lot of them do, like they genuinely love these Marvel yeah. characters. If they looked at the Netflix shows the way I did as a fan and go, you know what? This is solid. Yeah. And this cast is fucking great. And Charlie Cox is working his ass off. And that, and that dude is good. And Vincent D- Vinny D'Onofrio. You can't is, tell me you're not going to bring Vinny D'Onofrio over. Get out of here. Get so, off, get so off my like, farm. If, if any of the people over at Marvel Studios honestly wants to do that, yeah. they have the power. They have the clout. They have the money. They have the resources to... Yeah. Fix up any contracts that would prohibit them from doing yep. that, and just like do it, and just just literally just go. Five years have gone. I you're yeah. Daredevil again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I hope that it, that I hope that the same way like Eternals, the movie's coming out, and some people went, well, did Marvel do that because they couldn't do Inhumans, so now they're just kind of like showboating and being like, mm-hmm. all right, we're gonna do Eternals. Fuck you. <laughs> It'll be way Fuck better. you, like TV people. <laughs> yeah. Like we're gonna do Eternals. <laughs> I really hope they're not just doing She Hulk, Miss Marvel, and Moon Knight. As shows because like Universal, they don't yeah. yeah and because they don't have the access to Daredevil Jessica Jones Luke Cage sure, yeah. I really really hope I, I like not that those three new characters do not deserve their own show they do I'm very excited about all mm-hmm. three of them but don't just do Moon Knight because you're like well we wanted to do Daredevil but then we couldn't so we're just gonna do our own Daredevil don't do that right the same way that the first few seasons of Arrow was like them doing Batman and people were like don't do that do Green Arrow do yeah. that show do that character don't just do Y'all's version of do Batman Begins, a please. character that you couldn't get yeah. access to, you know? Agreed. Yeah. I agree. It's exciting. It's all exciting. Uh, I'm still looking forward to see kind of what more things we find out about it and what more projects are going to come out of it. Um, you know, in Feige, I trust at least because sure. he, he's had a very solid record for the last 11 years of movies that he's put out. So Talking he, Raccoon. Yeah. Made Thor the Dark World very important. <laughs> <laughs> like retroactively made that movie better. So. Ah, man. All right. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd I have will thought? follow you into the dark, my I friend. Know. Go for it. God damn. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is something that, that we're going to be a part of, but AMC is hosting a Star Wars marathon on Wednesday, December 18th. AMC Theaters will host a 27-hour, 21-minute marathon of all nine episodes of the Star Wars saga, not including Rogue One or Solo, A Star Wars Story. How is so, that 27 hours? I just did the math in my head. Uh, eight movies at two hours a pop. That's like 16 hours? How does it jump I, up to 27? I, I imagine it'll probably Breaks. be broken up or something. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Not all one. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's at 27 half an hours. hour food break, and even, go pee. So yeah. 19 
Plus, if you include Rogue One and Solo, that's four hours. Yeah. 23. I don't know. I don't know how exactly that's going to be broken up. Nevertheless, they're doing it. They're doing a marathon of all nine. So if you want to witness everything from episodes one to nine, mm. you can do it in a theater throughout one night. Adam, what's the first question I'm going to ask? What order are you going to watch it in? No, that's not the question. <laughs> what's, que- what's the first question I'm going to ask? Thank you. Adam, what's the skinny? Do we know? Well... Considering the fact that episodes two and three were never publicly released in 3D, yeah. and they were only available to, to be seen at Star Wars Celebration, I think, two years ago. Oh, man. Uh, I doubt you'll see them. I'm sorry. Okay, well, what about episodes seven and eight, at least? Like, is there going to be a point in the marathon where they're like, please put on your 3D glass after Return of the Jedi? I think it would be rad if they did. Uh, will they, though? I don't know. <laughs> considering that those movies have, uh, at least episode one, has not come out on Blu- in Blu-ray format in 3D, yeah. I doubt it. But um, seven and eight did. But seven and eight did. did well, you so, know what? And so I and think so Solo, Solo and Rogue One. And Solo, I think I think Solo and Episode Eight were only available internationally, but Rogue One and, and Episode Force Seven were available here. Correct. Correct. So. Well, you know what that means? I'm having my own marathon in my house. That's right. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I, yeah. I, I think that's we did that when Episode Seven came out. Yep. We did a marathon of all the Six. previous. Yeah. We we uh, which ended I think I think we got through it like right around Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then we went and we saw Episode Seven. Turn of the Jedi. Which I loved. Yeah. Like, I I Star Wars because I've seen them so many times. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do a night before crunch. Right. 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 I'm totally cool with starting. You know. Yeah. Eight weeks before. And going, mm-hmm. bop, 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 oh, I know people that are doing one movie a month. Sure, you and totally they started can. January of this year. Yeah, to lead totally up to the, can. you know, um, yeah. What order? Here's here's what's your deal? order. Here's what's Hector's deal? order? If the order is, I'm showing these to a kid for the first time and they've never seen a Star Wars. Yeah. The order is four, five, one, two, three, six. Mm, the machete cut. Yeah. Uh, but you include one. You don't just uh, like exclude it. You, oh no! You know, or or whatever. You I have, don't care you what do anyone one, says. You three. always do episode one. You can't um, leave it out. Then you do. Uh, if you're including the spinoffs, then you do. Uh, I think, I think then you just do like theatrical order. Honestly, then you go Force Awakens, then Rogue One, then Last Jedi, then Solo. Mm. Um, if it's the first time I'm showing a kid, if it is for me, I'm gonna go Rogue One, four, five, six. Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Interesting. I'm not watching Solo again, and I'm not watching the prequels again. Mm. I don't think I'm going to watch. The, I don't want to watch the prequels again, again, uh, unless I'm showing him to a child who's never seen them before. Yeah. Then I'll sit and watch him with him. Really. And and I might see Solo again only if they do like another Solo movie sure. or like a Lando movie with Donald, mm. Glo- like something to be like. And we're back with these characters. Yeah. I'll be like, all right, let me watch. Let me rewatch sure, Solo sure. again. But right now, I'm all about Rogue One, the original trilogy, and the sequel trilogy, and that's gotcha. it. Gotcha. That's it. Sorry. I can't. I can't do it with the prequels anymore, <laughs> man. I can't. I, if... Uh, you know what I need to do? You know what yeah. I'd rather do? Actually watch all of Clone Wars. Clone Haven't Wars. seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm for, into that. For me... Yeah. If if I have the time, and I actually, I probably should sit down and figure out if I have enough time, I would probably go in the order, like in chronological one, two, three. order. I would do episodes Solo, one, Rogue two, one. Clone Wars, three. Oh, yeah. Rebels. Yeah. Uh, Solo. Solo. No, Solo's before Rebels, isn't uh, it? Yeah, it's Solo, then Rebels, Rebels Rogue then one. Rogue One, 4, 5, and 6, uh, Resistance, yeah. Episode 7, 8. Mandalorian, 7 and 8. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably would, honestly. Yeah, that's And cool. now that Mandalorian's coming out, obviously the show won't be finished sure, until sure, sure. after Episode 9 comes out. Yeah. But, I mean, I've heard all people have all sorts of ways to watch movies. I don't think yeah. there's really a wrong way unless no, there is. There you're is. showing there, it. People that are going, yeah, the wrong ways are like, we got to do Return of the Jedi first. Yeah. Then A New Hope. Then Empire Strikes. Right. I'm like, stop, <laughs> no. There's like 
there's like two to three different paths, sure. and that's it. But I but if I'm showing it to somebody for the first time, yeah, I honestly, you're you're gonna disagree with this. I'm starting with episode four. Oh no, I agree with you one hundred. Oh, didn't you start? Didn't you say no. Rogue One? If I if I for no no no, time? if I'm showing it to a kid for the first time, I go four five. Oh, then, then one, two, one, three. two, three, because gotcha. you have to get to six. I am your father. Right, right, right. And the kid go, oh, what? Right. I'm picturing a little kid. And then you show them, you be like, you want to learn the story of Darth Vader? Yeah. And they go, yeah. And then you show them one, two, and three. And then they cry at the end because they're like, oh, no, mm-hmm. he's bad. And then you do Return of the Jedi, right. and it all really and then you do Ghost of Hayden Christensen. And then you do, yeah. Then I go, okay, let's pop in Force Awakens. Yeah. Cool, right? Hey, you want to see something cool? Let's pop in Rogue One. Yeah. Cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you want to see something cool? Last Jedi. Cool, right? Hey, want to see something this? All right, solo. <laughs> Let's watch it. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would love to I would love to do another one of those marathons and I'll, I'll probably end up just sitting and watching the prequels alone, which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um and a lot of the TV stuff too. Uh Clone Wars is kind of an interesting watch. You can watch it two ways. You can yep. watch it in the way that it was released mm-hmm. or starwars.com actually has a list of the chronological order I of like Clone it. Wars. And if you do it now, you'll be caught up for Clone Wars when it premieres on Disney Plus in February. Whoa. The brand new fifth season. And if you act now, you're able to get <laughs> Disney Plus. Last. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Disney Plus has that option on their service. I hope so too. Just click and the I tab don't know and who let to me. ask to make that happen. Let me give me that chrono order, please. Seriously, that That's would all be I want. so cool. So cool. And then they got to apply it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because why not? Yeah. Uh, Venom 2, eyeing Naomi Harris as Shriek, a character <laughs> that I don't know, but apparently was very popular in the Absolute Carnage comics in the 90s. Uh-huh. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you not read those comic books? Uh, I read some of them, and Did I you? vaguely remember Shriek. She was there with- um, Was she with, a love interest of Carnage? I think so. I think so. But she was, yeah. But she was like a- she was almost kind of like the character of Ink from Batman Beyond. Okay. She was like oh, a okay. monochromatic yeah. bad guy who had like a supersonic screaming. So she's mm-hmm. kind of like Screaming Mimi or Silver Banshee mm-hmm. or Black Canary. Yeah. I think. And it was it was weird because it was like, oh, that's a symbiote's weakness. Whoa. Right. But she was just one of the sort of like carnage cabal, like the people he gathered to be yeah. like, maximum carnage. And it was like the Demogoblin and Doppelganger, which was this weird alternate dimension Spider-Man with six mm. arms and was kind of evil bug-like. Mm-hmm. So it was like dumb. There was a bunch of dumb stuff. <laughs> um, so in, in the same way that like I never cared about um, the character that Michelle Williams played in the mm-hmm. first Venom movie, Anne Wei, right. Wei Ling or whatever her last right, name was, yeah. but she becomes like She-Venom for that one scene or whatever. Never cared about her in the comics. I thought she was fine in the movie. Yeah. It was like it was fine, and she did a good job. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Um, but Naomi Harris is awesome, and also like, like awesome. Naomi Harris is awesome. Yeah. Also, Naomi Harris is gonna be in love with the the Woody Harrelson's car. Oh, yeah, that's character? gross. I don't like that. Uh, maybe yeah, Naomi Harris from Moonlight. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like a very much like like a, a like a character like a yeah yeah you know, right who's yeah. Been through some stuff. I wonder how old is she. She might be older than know. she looks. I don't know. Uh, I, they're probably within 10 years of each other for sure, oh, I would say. Okay. okay, hang on. Now let's do this. I think this. Woody Harrelson is about 53, 4. Your guess is 53. And he is. He is. I'm pulling it up right now on the 62. internet. 62. <laughs> he is 58. 58. So he's got five years and on I you. Think he's 58. I'll say Naomi Harris is 42. 43? 43. 43 and 58. That's still that's a lot. 15 years? Yeah. <laughs> that's quite a bit. 
Whew, and, he's got that, and he's got that terrible wig in Venom. Oh my God! God. And maybe also, maybe they won't be love interest, but it'll yeah. just be like she'll be in the movie. I don't know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Even if she also is, they whatever. did say I uh, I forget who it was. I'm not. Sh- I think it might have been Ruben Fleischer, mm-hmm. but he's not doing the sequel, so I'm not 100 percent sure how mm-hmm. accurate this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ultimately maybe it was a producer. I don't remember exactly who who was that said this, but now because of sort of like the way the deal has worked out with Sony and Marvel, yeah, Tom Holland will oh, at yeah. some point meet uh. Tom Hardy's Venom. And I'm kind of like, I, I'm still very conflicted about how to feel about that because I feel like Marvel Studios has done a pretty good job with Spider-Man. Yeah. And I don't think Sony has done <laughs> the best job with the Spider-Man universe yeah. minus Spider-Verse, which was not Sony Pictures proper, that team. It was yeah. animation Sony and it animation. was, you know, Lord, uh, Miller, uh, Lord and, and Miller and that yeah. whole team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just, it... it the thing about Venom meeting Spider-Man is that you guys are doing it for the money, not for the story. And Marvel Studios still does everything for the money, but they trick us pretty good into believing it's for the story. Yeah. And even when they do something where you're like, why'd they do that? They're doing it for the story, and they can do the, the thinking ahead. And they ahead. have Kevin Feige, who's probably the best, best spokesperson you can right, ask for. Right, versus the sort of unsure... Yeah position that they're in when they're promoting the first Venom movie and people are asking them, they're like, is this in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, and they're like, And Feige's like, no. Like, <laughs> that, that's sort of very clear, you know, yeah. because like, if you're going to, like, again, I, tw- I tweeted about this when they first announced it was reverting back to Sony with Spider-Man reverting back to Sony where I was like, well, Sony's uh, Venom is going to meet uh, Marvel Studios Spider-Man, mm-hmm. a teenager who he has never once spoken about, has nothing to do with, but is all of a sudden going to want to beat the shit out of and kill yeah. in the next movie. Yeah. The hero, Venom, your anti-hero, Venom, who literally saved the world yeah. in his first movie, is now going to want to kill a 17-year-old. Why? Because of the comics? Like that's not good. And like because story. Because what? because <laughs> because we got to we got to do like in the comics. It's like don't do that. Make it. Um, I don't know. Do you know what? If you really want that to happen, keep doing your Venom series as a separate universe. And then if you want to do Eddie Brock Venom, Tom Hardy meets Tom Holland. Honestly, let Marvel Studios do it in their universe. Mm-hmm. Let them do a Spider-Man four co-produced with you sony where they introduce the character of eddie brock and have it be different than what you know and and already as i'm saying this out loud i'm like well that'll never happen i can already i'm like nope no the way that everything went down that will never happen nobody will ever concede that their script wasn't as good Mm -hmm. the movie that they produced was not as good that their character choices weren't as it didn't like grab people as much as like again michael b jordan killmonger or michael keaton vulture or josh brolin thanos like becomes this iconic character Tom Hiddleston, Loki. So they'll, Sony will never admit to any of that yeah. to let them go, okay, you guys do it. And then Marvel Studios will go, okay, well, here's the deal. The Venom symbiote, we're going to introduce it in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie and in space, and then it'll come down, and Tom Holland will get it for half a movie. He'll get rid of it, but by then there'll be a reporter named at the Daily Bugle, Eddie Brock, and we'll tie it into J.K. Simmons and blah, 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 blah. Which is now an InfoWars website. They'll do it. They would do it the way that um, the co- it would be true to the comics <clears> and <throat> fans would love it, and it wouldn't yeah. be a cash cow. But that'll never happen. So no matter, I feel like no matter what you guys kind of do, it'll end up being Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Where it's at like, <sighs> it's like you guys, it's AVP Requiem. No, That's what you guys are doing. Actor, no. Sorry, man. I'm quickly moving to the last article. Okay. Uh, Deadpool apparently stay rated R. 
Yeah. Even though it's now being acquired by Disney. Yeah. Uh, Reese and Paul Wernick, who what wrote did I tell Zombieland you? 2. What did I tell you? Uh, are now obviously doing the press tour for Zombieland 2, which I haven't seen yet. Double Tap, which also has Woody Harrelson in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesse Eisenberg. And, oh yeah, what's her name? Uh, Emma Stone, who was also in Spider-Man. Holy Christ, every actor has been in a superhero movie now. Yep. But they talked about... Abigail Breslin, what's she been in? I don't think she's been a superhero ah, movie yet. She, she will unless, be soon, I bet. I'm sure. You, unless you don't, unless you count signs, then she hasn't been. In a, <laughs> I'm actually going to check. Maybe she has. I don't. I don't think she has been. But okay. so what they talked about was um, they've had some conversations with Marvel, but nothing is set in stone yet. And there was obviously a photo that Ryan Reynolds tweeted out and Instagrammed uh, of him having a meeting at Marvel Studios. We don't know what the context was, but he made a funny joke about auditioning for Anthony Stark and not mm-hmm. getting it. Mm-hmm. But they talked about that. The hope is that. Deadpool will continue to live in his rated R universe, but Marvel Studios hopefully will allow them to dip their toes into the MCU and vice versa, which we've talked about, and I would love to see Deadpool remaining in his own R-rated universe where it can be a new Fox film, um, while at the same time, Ryan Reynolds could dip his toes into whatever future MCU movie that they think he'd be a best fit for, whether mm-hmm. it is, well, it's probably not going to be a Spider-Man movie, but maybe it could be Blade, maybe, you know, whatever the hell it maybe, could be. Maybe it could be they get Tom Holland with the Marvel Studios Disney contract to be able to get a Tom Holland cameo. Yeah, you whatever I mean? it is. It might not be a Spider-Man sure. movie, but right, like, right, right. He, he could pop up in it. Yeah. Can God, you imagine man. a Fox-Sony Marvel Studios, like, collabo? Yeah, because, because... Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, those are Marvel Studios Disney movies, yeah. but Spidey's in it. Yeah. So this would be a Marvel Studios Fox movie, but Spidey's in it. Yeah. It could work, man. Yeah, it could. I've been saying this from the beginning. I know a lot of people are very quick to go, hey, fuck Disney. They don't make rated R movies. They don't make movies for adults. They do baby stuff for they babies. Owned, they, down, they bought a studio, so they probably could. I know, but uh, I, I, I just want to point back to like, they Kevin Feige mm-hmm. historically has been asked about this and he's always said we don't have any plans for it at the moment but it's not off the table they also and had pe- no and, plans know, to expand phase four and correct they did. people are very quick to go ah they'll never do it they'll never do a rated R movie and it's like well you're going off of the fact that they haven't up to this point which is fair but also it's unfair because they haven't up to this point like you can't which you is know, also kind of untrue because they've owned studios that they've done rated R correct. movies under. But specifically Marvel Studios. Sure, 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 sure. The closest yeah, yeah, they've yeah. come is the Netflix stuff. Yeah. The pretty brutal Daredevil and yeah. Punisher shows and those kinds of things, which is like, well, somebody at Disney somewhere on some level like approved it. Like that is still technically a Disney owned mm-hmm. thing that's on Netflix, you know. Yeah. So um so I have hope that their first uh rated R Marvel Studios MCU thing could be Deadpool. Yeah. It could be the most hysterical fourth wall breaking like that's the thing that the mcu needs is constantly being bleeped and doesn't know why (laughs) or actually saying f-bomb like for you know like there could be it could be so meta but so good and so emotional and so fun and such a such a needed breath of fresh air where the mcu could make fun of itself oh that hasn't happened yet injection of adrenaline oh my god that would be amazing if deadpool could like fucking kill you know Chris Evans cap like that you know ah we'll just throw him in another portal Does another universe whatever really think she's that good yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly it could be incredible so uh, yeah yeah I'm super excited so hopefully we'll see what happens with that hopefully more news soon uh, because I want to see Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool again and it would be an amazing treat to see him interact with Marvel characters and vice versa and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, guys, let us know in the comments what you thought about everything that we talked about, all the casting, all the news. Are you going to do the Star Wars Marathon? If not, if not the theaters at home, what order are you going to watch it in? Oh, good uh, Hit us up on social media and let us know all those good things. Find us on Patreon, doing our Titans podcast and so much other stuff as well. And we'll catch you back next week with all three of us. Peace.
Until then, bye-bye. Bye.